Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Manny Diaz is gone. Mario Cristobal is coming. The Canes are about to have a new leader. The way Manny Diaz went out, a little bit uncomfortable. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Manny Diaz is no longer the head coach at the University of Miami, but we need to be careful about something Because just because something is clunky, just because something is awkward, just because something is unconventional doesn't mean that it's unfair. Ken Levick alive here on a Monday on ESPN 106.3. And we know what Monday means. Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He is in the flesh in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Uh, your, Your cane's making moves, Theo. Man. I'm walking lighter on my feet right now, Ken. He's you know, floating. It, it, it just feels nice that we have at least some clear, concise direction. Or, or do we? I don't know because uh, it's so weird. How yeah, everything's it's a little bit <laughs> foggy, and we're going to get, I think, to the ultimate destination. But good God, has it been weird. <laughs> uh, we're downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of uh, the cloudy and warm and muggy intracoastal. Uh, Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz running things, making sure all the mechanisms run properly until 1 o'clock. So uh, let's just get this out of here right off the bat. Uh, there is a new head coach at Miami. It's going to be Mario Cristobal. He is going to leave Oregon. He has informed his players, according to multiple reports, and he is headed to South Florida to head back to his alma mater. That means that Manny Diaz is fired. He has been relieved of his duties, dismissed, uh, axed. However you want to put it, Manny Diaz is gone after what turns out to be arguably the weirdest five days that I can remember in college football history. And by the way, breaking news here on Ken Levick Alive is brought to you by St. Lucie Tire and Battery. So Manny Diaz is out. Uh, Miami has done this without an athletic director with multiple cooks in the kitchen, with promises of massive money, with multiple point people, with uh, trying to maneuver around some uh, internal Oregon shields to get to their head coach while Oregon was in the race for a potential college football playoff. That was for, weird too. Yeah, yeah. And, and so <laughs> this has been this has been the most unconventional coaching search. That, that I can remember. And and so much so, Theo, that even when someone like Joey Galloway on ESPN College Football Playoff Selection Show says uh, what we're about to hear, I can't necessarily argue with it because certainly from the outside, it seems like things in Coral Gables, as they tend to usually feel, are a little bit unstable. Here's Joey Galloway. And you're still recruiting to Miami. No matter how good you are, you're still recruiting to a situation that we seem to always have these conversations about. Like there's something behind the scenes at Miami that just isn't right. And so these kids that all this talent in Florida, 
clearly Florida's not doing a real good job of holding it. Florida State's not doing a real good job of holding it. Miami's not doing a real good job of holding it. And so when we look at Crystal Ball coming down there, I don't know that I'd be, I talked about Oklahoma not being a great situation. That'd be scary to me. Miami's more scary yeah. because of these situations. It doesn't look like a stable situation from top to bottom, not just your coaching, but behind the scenes. Well, it looks like they're trying, so to, they're trying to rectify that. They're trying to rectify that with the athletic director, more money being put but into the, the resources. Of said, the, though. Mid-season, they started to play better. Yeah. And then it started to feel like a Clay Helton situation at USC. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they want to fire the guy, but then all of a sudden the team uh, starts playing better so they can't make a move. Yeah. So it's like a weird it situation. Weird. Miami, they played much better in that yeah. second half of the season. There was no way that this wasn't going to be awkward. What makes you feel a little bit weird about this overall, Theo, is that Manny Diaz not only was left hanging out to dry, twisting in the wind for five, six days, but he's still out recruiting Yeah, that's... in that time. His assistants, he got a big commitment from South Florida during the last five days. His assistants are out there recruiting all while, I mean, it's not a secret, Miami is, is pursuing Mario Cristobal big time. Yeah, and how do you even walk into somebody's living room and try and convince them to let their son come to your campus when you don't even know if when you go back, your access code is going to work. <laughs> and it worked, though. He did it. He yeah. did the unthinkable. He got some commitments, right? He absolutely did. It's weird. So that's a, a good job on Manny. But I've seen a lot of, of the following word to describe what Miami did to Manny Diaz. And that's the word unfair. Unfair sends a connotation that Manny Diaz was treated poorly, that Manny Diaz didn't deserve the type of uh, treatment at the end that he was getting from Miami. Manny Diaz hung in there. Manny Diaz is going to get a several million dollar buyout for hanging in there and continuing to work. It would have been stupid for Manny Diaz to resign because guess what? He would not have gotten that buyout for several million dollars. And Miami knew that. I was about to say, do you think that Miami was publicly doing all of that, hoping that Manny Diaz would resign to save face? Maybe. Because that's what I caught. I started to kind of, I saw somebody tweet a theory out like that, and I was like, maybe that's what it is, because why else wouldn't you fire a guy when you're actively pursuing another guy? Maybe. Publicly. I mean, they would have been they would have been A-OK with Manny Diaz oh, just yeah. resigning. Had a, no skin off their back. They don't have to pay the, the 4 or $5 million that it's going to end up being for, for Manny Diaz. Yeah. Now, this is big-time college football. Theo, you're a big Canes fan. I'm a Canes supporter. You want to win, right? I do. Theo wants to win. Canes fans want to win. And sometimes that takes some ruthlessness. As we've seen, this is not a sport. This is not a business for the nice people, okay? It's always a great story. It's always a tearjerker on college game day when you get the occasional story, the feel-good, the tugging at the heartstrings. But overall, this is a ruthless damn business. The winningest coach in Notre Dame history just followed the money and went to LSU, okay? (laughs) And changed his accent. And changed his accent all in 30 hours. (laughs) Exactly. Then you have a perennial college football playoff contender coach in Lincoln Riley chasing the lifestyle and the money going to USC. So what Miami did here in a bit different situation, it's been no secret that Manny Diaz has underperformed 
as head football coach. Manny Diaz is a smart guy. You think he thought he was coming back next year? Oh, he knew he was done. Yeah. Yeah. Manny Diaz was not shocked by any of this. But Manny Diaz still had to go out and recruit, still had to go out and perform his job while he had it because of the what if. What if? What if Mario Cristobal said no? What if there was a breakdown? What if Manny Diaz was the head coach again in 2022? If he just quit, if he gave up, if he didn't hit the recruiting trail, then it's going to be more hell for him from a Canes fan base that it completely turned on him. Mm. He was dotting his eyes, crossing his T's. That's what Manny Diaz was doing. Yeah. This is the business. You want to contend, you want to win, you kind of got to be a hard ass. And that's what Miami's finally doing. They finally acted like a true college football hard ass. Were they unfair to Manny? No. Was it awkward? Sure. Was it clunky? Absolutely. Have we seen anything like this before where a school without an AD just got some big money trustees together and said, ah, don't worry, we'll handle it. And they called their old buddy Mario Cristobal to ask him if he can return home. No, we haven't seen anything like this. But is it ultimately going to work, including um, uh, Dan Radakovich, the, the Clemson AD, likely coming down to become the athletic director at Miami? Yeah, this it looks like um, uh, Radakovich is coming. Mario Cristobal is coming. This was a weird way to go about it. There's definitely some hurt feelings, but treating Manny unfair, they didn't treat Manny unfair. You get him the same way that you, you, you lose him the same way you get him. And let's not forget how Manny Diaz became the head coach of the Miami Hurricanes. Like, he was Temple's head coach. Mm-hmm. They had a, a mm-hmm. presser. He was there for like almost 20 days. He yep. was recruiting. He was like fully ingratiated out there in Pennsylvania, and then a better Mark offer Rick, came. Yeah, Mark Rick retires or steps down, and Manny Diaz the same day becomes the Miami. I don't even know how that was even legally possible. Like, our contract's non-binding now. College football doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter. Manny Diaz was not treated unfairly. Manny Diaz was someone who got caught up in the business of trying to win in college football. Yeah. Manny Diaz got caught up in college football. He got college football. He didn't get treated unfairly. Again, are there hurt feelings? Probably. But you know what? There's hurt feelings everywhere. South Bend, they're hurt feelings right now. Lincoln, they've definitely gone out sad with Lincoln Riley before they finally got their man over the weekend. Did Manny Diaz get treated unfairly at Miami? 888-760-3776. 760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Did Manny Diaz get treated unfairly at Miami? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I need to also, because Theo, I'm man enough to admit when I was wrong about something. I spent multiple weeks on this show saying, Miami doesn't have the resources to pay six, seven, eight million dollars a year. They're not going to get a big name coach because they don't pay. They don't put the money out there. Well, they're they're paying. I mean, Mario Cristobal, I was wrong. I was flat out wrong. Miami has had the right people come together, the right boosters offer up the right money because they're sick of being mediocre. And Mario Cristobal is gonna get eight million dollars per season plus incentives. Like this is significant. And you're gonna go and get arguably the best AD in the sport. Yeah. Well, I think at a certain point for a program that has pride, 
that has a, it's a storied program being called cheap publicly by everybody with a mouth that is on, in front of camera. Like every show I watch, anytime anybody talks about Miami, it's two things. They don't have a stadium on campus mm-hmm. and they're cheap. Mm-hmm. Maybe it got to them. And I think they, it did. I think, you know what I think it was? I think Kirk Herbstreet did it. Yeah. I think it was on college game day, Kirk Herbstreet calling out the Miami Athletic Department, the Miami institution, right. and saying, hey, they just don't do enough. They don't care anymore. I think that triggered this entire thing. So, Canes fans, if you're thrilled that Mario Cristobal's coming down, he's coming home, he's going to be your next head coach, you thank the blonde guy that you see on ESPN every Saturday. Because Herb Street started all of this. Because that's when the momentum came to Blake James being let go. That's when the momentum came to Booster stepping up and saying, hey, take sacks of cash. That's where all of this came from. I, I truly, you're right. I mean, the groundswell that came after Herb Street, where anywhere you turn, Miami's cheap, Miami's cheap, Miami's cheap, Miami doesn't commit to football, that changed everything. It really did. Even when I would talk to, I, I talked to a couple former players um, who, you know, played Florida State, Florida, John Bostic, Anquan Bolden, mm-hmm. and even they didn't believe just a couple weeks ago, similar to you, how you've been preaching on Ken LeVick Alive, Miami's not going to pay. They were like, look, Miami's going to be at the back burner. They're not going to get whoever they want. They're going to get the third or fourth guy. Because, for one, they're not going to pay. And, number two, it's a terrible situation. They're trying to rectify it. I don't know. As a Canes fan and as somebody who has gotten optimistic at every single turn with every hire going back to Al Golden, Randy Shannon, like, we haven't won a national championship in two decades. We haven't won a conference championship since we got to the ACC. I'm hopeful it'll happen. Clemson doesn't look so unbeatable anymore. Yeah. We had, what, Pitt and Wake Forest in the ACC championship? That should give you hope, right? Yeah, like now if we do have our guy in Mario Cristobal, a, a a Miami Hurricanes guy, somebody who won national championships as a player here, he coached under Nick Saban, like I believe, but, uh, you know, am but I too optimistic again? All weekend I saw tweets like this from Barrett Sally, who you see on CBS Sportsnet and CBS Sports covering college football. He tweeted the way Miami is treating Manny Diaz is absolutely disgraceful. <laughs> I mean, I saw a lot of that over the weekend. Miami D- uh, Manny Diaz is getting screwed over. Manny Diaz, this is disgusting what Miami's doing to him. Uh, and, and, and honestly, I think Miami, because it's Miami, gets held to a little bit different standard than everywhere else in the country. Miami still has not, even though they haven't been the same program, they have not lost the reputation of being the renegades of the sport. They're far from it. They're choir boys now. Like they, <laughs> they, they hardly are even a blip on the immoral college football radar. This is the first thing that Miami has done in 25, 30 years where you can say to yourself, ooh, that's ruthless. Yeah. Because it's been, even like in retrospect, the Nevin Shapiro thing was tame. Like, Miami got screwed with the sanctions the NCAA handed down on them with Nevin Shapiro. Oh, you got to go on the boat. Oh, you got a couple of lap dances. Right. Uh, like, that's lame. Lame, lame, lame. That hardly is a blip on the radar. Miami, for the first time in a long time, finally goes for it, and it's, oh, clutch my pearls. I can't believe what the Canes are doing, the bad boys of college football. It's a different standard, and it's really unbecoming. And there's such a... A, a national, it, it really became apparent this weekend, such a national uh, pull towards, oh, Miami sucks, Miami sucks, Miami's doing it wrong, how dare Miami. 
Like there are people that still think this is 1991, and it's weird. Yeah, because coaches are being poached left and right throughout college football. Miami's not the only one doing no. it. The only weird part about Miami doing it is there was just so much like uncertainty and, and not much clarity around it. Plus, we already had a head coach in house that we hadn't fired yet for some odd reason because maybe they wanted him to resign. Well, but but, but I think maybe they wanted him to resign. But also, I, I mean, again, from Manny Diaz's standpoint, you can't just quit. You can't. Because what if they came to you and said, hey, sorry about all this. Here's a raise. They would have given him an extension yeah. and said, you've got to coach at least next year. Uh, what if he, I mean, signing day is, what's the, what's the date today? The 6th? Yes, Nine days away. Got, yeah. Nine days away. So he needs to lock some guys in. So it was, was it an ideal situation? No. Was the timing rough? Absolutely. But that's what happens when you made the decision to fire your AD. As soon as they fired Blake James, that threw the entire timeline off, but it still had to be done. There was not going to be a good time to do it, and Miami's going to end up, after all of this, getting who they were pursuing. Yeah. They're getting their whale. They've got Mario Cristobal, and uh, they are poaching Clemson's AD. Yeah. Think about it. Think how significant that is. So we can say, oh, that was immoral. And oh, they treated him so badly. Poor Manny, come to my bosom. Let me let me hold your head. Oh, I love you. I love you. I'm so sorry this happened to you. But guess what? They're putting themselves in a position they haven't been in years. Yeah. And this better be it. I tell you, I know. Well, if they can't it. get stable after this, then they're screwed. Yeah, I was about to say, because this is like that final swing. I mean, if you get the coach you wanted, you get the AD you wanted, the ACC is up for grabs. And you got NIL and you're in Miami. So maybe that can, all of those things together can maybe help restore Miami. But again, we haven't even been in contention in over a decade. This better be it. Uh, so Miami, did Miami treat Manny Diaz unfairly? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Did Miami treat Manny Diaz unfairly? And for me, I say, spare me. This is what college football has become. You want to win, you got to do some uncomfortable things. Uh, what's going to be awesome is December 18th, Theo, 11 a.m., uh, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl at FAU Stadium. If you like offense, if you like taking the over, not that we partake in such things here at ESPN <laughs> 106.3, but it is uh, Western Kentucky and App State in the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And joining us now to discuss it for a couple of minutes is uh, a man who also moonlights as our barbecue insider here on Ken Levick Alive, but he's the executive director of the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, Doug Mosley with us. Doug, first of all, Thank you for uh, for taking a couple of minutes. Second, congratulations on this matchup. I've especially seen Western Kentucky up close and personal and in the end zone way too many times than I would have liked when FAU played them earlier this year. But App State, Western Kentucky, if you like offense, you're going to love this game. Well, you already know all about Bailey Zappi then oh, uh, and what he has on the line in this game and just the intriguing matchup of, of him going for – Joe Burrow's touchdown record versus an App State passing defense that's one of the best in the nation. So this is a juicy matchup. Broadcasting live from the... When when you look at this, Doug, and uh, you have uh, two teams that were in their conference championship game, App State's a household name. I mean, App State, when you're talking about uh, the, the group of five... App State is tried and true. They're going to draw fans as it is because of name recognition. In Western Kentucky, when you add in Zappy, when you add in one of the best offenses in the country, as this is starting to formulate, I think you're probably saying to yourself, wow, like this is good. Uh, this, is, this is going to end up being a good thing if we can get these two teams stuck together. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, I need a backup uh, scoreboard operator 
because I think the first guy is going to faint when he sees all the potential with points that could go on the board. You know, it's 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 going to be a lot of fun. Here's what has really got me fired up on this Monday, though: the overwhelming response from the Western Kentucky and Appalachian State fans. They are ready to come. They both told me how excited they are to come to Boca Raton and Palm Beach County to play. They love FAU Stadium. Um, you know, I mean, when you look at the offense that we've had in our game through the years, it's it's a fast track. App State, even though they don't have the offensive numbers in Western Kentucky, they love the challenge. I mean, I just, you know, they they just they're like, hey, bring it on. You know, they're ready to take on anybody. It's it's excellent. It's such a good matchup. And Bailey Zappi's been getting some comparisons to Zach Wilson, who was in the game last year, Theo, oh, yeah. for BYU, yeah. and is now uh, with the Jets. So this is a big deal. It's a huge deal. And, and, and Ken's going to talk all the football stuff, Doug. But, you know, I'm a party guy myself, and I'm a brunch <laughs> truther. I yeah. want to talk just briefly about this 11 a.m. kickoff and what the party is going to be like out there in Boca Raton on December 18th, because that's what I'm interested in. The football is going to happen, yes, but the party around the game, what we got going? You know, I, I mentioned that to our friends with Deep Eddie. T- said, you know, we may need a couple extra shipments just to back up this <laughs> game. Uh, yeah, the Brunson Bowl, as we're kind of uh, calling it on the, uh, on, you know, the nicknaming it, it should be a lot of fun. You know, the Fan Festival opening at 9 o'clock. You may be able to get there a little early. It will be up and going. But, uh, it, yes, it will be a great party that day. And, you know, we always say Boca's biggest annual outdoor party, and, and I'm sure it's going to live up to it. Yeah, I can't wait for it. And again, uh, brunch truther Theo Dorsey will be out there. <laughs> 11 a.m. kickoff, December 18th, roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl on ESPN. But uh, also, uh, roofclaim, Boca Raton Bowl.com, Doug, for everybody to check, uh, check out information and tickets on the game, right? Yep, you got it. RoofClaimBocaRatonBowl.com. Again, single-game tickets are on sale. Make sure you check out all the hospitality as well. Doug, congratulations again. Thanks for jumping on. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. All right, Doug Mosley, Executive Director of the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. I forgot about that. I forgot about your passion, your yeah. undying passion for uh, for brunch. Big brunch guy, man. Big brunch like guy. French toast? I like the French toast. Any, I, have, I have to have scrambled eggs in there somewhere, okay. some kind of either French toast, waffle, or pancakes, and then you got to have multiple meats, not just bacon, not just sausage. I need either both. I need some chicken in there. I need a lot. You know, I fill up my brunch plate. Oh, I forgot the most important part. What? Bottomless mimosas. Oh, yeah. Man. I was going to say, where is that? You can't get me to a brunch unless there's bottomless yeah. mimosas. What's the point of a brunch? It's just a meal. Yeah. The mimosas just, are what make it a brunch, That's man. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then brunch is yeah, the mimosas. Ex- exactly, yeah. It turns to brunch when you get the mimosas. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the drama. Miami. Did Miami treat poor Manny Diaz unfairly? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And I want to I be clear about this, Theo. Just because something feels awkward and uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's unfair mm. okay like it does it does not mean that it's unfair when i when i go to like my daughters were in a, a holiday parade in north lauderdale this weekend with their dance troupe and me and i'm around uh, a bunch of like three four five six-year-old girls and their moms and everybody's shrieking and they're trying to like get get everything put together and it's just so much so much woman and girl and there's me as as the male like it's <laughs> awkward right like, i i don't know what to do i can't do hair i don't know how to do any of that stuff doesn't mean it was unfair to me because i was there i was willingly a part of it just like manny diaz was yeah he was willingly a part of it and willingly willing 
to bring in four and a half, five million dollars of a buyout if things didn't work out. You know what? I would be too. He's pretty happy today. I would be too. Can't I would bad sleep on that money. I would rub myself in that money. I would do unspeakable things with that money <laughs> as long as I was still able to spend it. Was Miami unfair to Manny Diaz? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We'll take your calls when we come back. The FAU-MBA Sport Management Program, the title sponsor of Ken Levick Alive, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Nothing unfair there. They are they're, they're what they say. They're the path to the sports industry. If you are in the FAU-MBA Sport Management Program, Dr. Jim Reardon's doing his part. He's bringing in professors that are part of the sports industry. He is bringing them in to teach you firsthand what you need to know to get into the sports industry, what you do with it, that's on you. But more often than not, you're getting your MBA in sport management. You are getting a job in the sports industry, success story after success story. There's a reason that it is internationally recognized. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Did Miami treat Manny Diaz unfairly? And also, was all of this worth it for Mario Cristobal? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Hit us up on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. <laughs> So, Theo, I tell you, Mario Cristobal is the next head coach at the University of Miami, and your immediate thought is what? Hope. Okay. Blind hope. Because maybe there's a pathway now. Maybe he has the vision that we have lacked for two decades. Well, you, you, you had brief fleeting success with Mark Richt. Yeah. You brought in the beloved hotshot assistant who made it abundantly clear that Miami can't be a first head coaching job. Yeah. Right? Like that, we sort of learned that lesson now, right? Right, and I hope we don't try that route again going forward. Hopefully, Crystal Ball's our guy for the next 20 years. Well, that's maybe. what they're banking on. When you pay $8 million <laughs> a year to someone, you're banking on this is the guy who's going to bring you where you need to be. Now, Miami and Kane's fans, not exactly notorious for being patient, and At we'll all. get to that uh, in a second. Ken Levicka live presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. And uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates personal injury attorney, he's an adjunct professor with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, 20-year NFL agent Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, he was their agent. He knows all, but especially if you have a personal injury matter, he has your back. He's going to take care of you. Lawler & Associates personal injury attorneys, in fact, have decades of trial experience. There isn't anything they haven't seen. They want to make sure you get the compensation you deserve for any slip and fall, uh, an automobile accident, a boating accident, a motorcycle accident. If someone's at fault, you're injured, he wants to make sure. Pat Lawler and everybody at Lawler & Associates that you are getting what you deserve. That's Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, free consultation, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. That's Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Manny Diaz is dismissed. It is official. Mario Cristobal is coming to Coral Gables. Manny Diaz sat for five days 
Well, national media ran rampant with rumors <laughs> and sources that the Canes were pursuing Mario Cristobal. Manny Diaz hadn't even spoken to anybody at Miami in the last couple of days. I mean, they went radio silent on him, and he went out and continued to recruit, uh, was still technically the head coach, and all he's seeing is tweets and hearing reports that Mario Cristobal is the main target of Miami. It's rough. That's rough. College football can be a rough game. It's not for the weak of heart. And it was clunky, and it probably could have been a bit smoother. But was it unfair? I don't think so. Not with the finances involved. Uh, not with the head coaching performance of Manny Diaz. He didn't live up to any sort of expectation. So it sucks, and I'm sure Manny feels bad. But was it unfair by college football standards? I don't think so. Was Miami unfair to Manny Diaz? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's kick things off on the phones with John in Florida. What's going on, John? Uh, I'm just talking about the Manny Diaz. Yep. No, he wasn't He wasn't uh, treated unfairly. He got a $4.5, 5000000 million buyout. Mm-hmm. And people who lose are the kids who thought they were going to play for him. Now they have to pray they still have the other offers on the table. Or still go to Miami. Yeah. That's one. Yep. Yeah. You know, so, but the other thing is being a Notre Dame fan, you know, with Brian Kelly, <laughs> glad to see him go. <laughs> yeah, he won a lot of games, but he never won the big one. So, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Freeman being there and hopefully bring good things to Notre Dame. So, Th- and that's it. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. And that's the thing with the kids. Like, unfortunately, that's always the collateral. But we have decided – as college football fans, that we can mention that and feel a small modicum of, of, oh, poor kids. But in our world, Theo, then we just move on. We do just move on. On the next year. Well, the good thing is now we do have this open transfer portal thing where the kids have the freedom to leave just like coaches do. So there's a little more equality, whereas like 10, 20 years ago, if a coach is a guy you love and he brought you there and you've wanted to play for him and he leaves – You're stuck for a year and a half or so, so it's better now. What's weird is typically what happens in this spot is what Mario Cristobal is going to end up doing. He's going to bring some guys from Oregon, but he's really going to also use some of the current Miami assistants to maintain the relationships through the 15th. And then on December 16th, a number of those guys, if not all of them, are probably gone. But Mario Cristobal is going to have contact with all of these different commits. Does it put some of them in a tough situation? Absolutely. I just... I find it hard to believe, and I know that a lot of kids, this might be news to some, a lot of kids recruit to the coach and not the school, but I get the sense Mario Cristobal and Manny Diaz, I mean, obviously they come from the same place geographically. I think they come from the same place philosophically as well. This might be one of the more easier recruiting transitions that you're going to end up seeing with Mario Cristobal coming into Miami. I believe so. Isn't Cristobal Cuban as well? Yes. And also, you know, he's a Canes guy. But on top of all of that, I mean, I mean, who was committing to Manny Diaz at this point? His own school and his own players don't seem like he was committed to them. Now, so I think these kids might be more committed to the U. That's part of it is you would hope these kids have parents or have those who are guiding them who are telling them, hey, this thing might change. So you got to be really sure yeah. if you're pledging – to Miami, and so you're right. You're right. Uh, no kid in their right mind or who's getting the right information is recruiting to 
Manny Diaz. Yeah, they have Twitter just like we do, and they saw all of the reports before they made their commitments, or they've seen it in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so they're not. They're not. Um. Let's not act like they're that like out of the realm of all of this. And they I would. It. I would hope Manny Diaz was pretty upfront with these kids too. Yeah. That hey, I, like I, I honestly think it's more. What about the kids? It's more trivial up at Oregon. I was about with to Mario say. Mario Cristobal leaving than it is Manny Diaz and anything he might have done over the last five days. And we, we kind of had some oversight with Stone Lebanowitz wearing the Oregon football shirt right now. That's right. Friday Night Lights is repping Oregon. <laughs> That's right. We've ignored Oregon's feelings and all of this. This is the second time they thought they had a guy and they got poached down the floor. For a dream job. Yeah. Willie Taggart. Yeah. Gone. But, oh, oh, and now and now Mario Cristobal. Yeah. <laughs> what Oregon's going to have to do is hire someone where Oregon's the dream job. Yeah. It is crazy that Phil Knight with endless money. What? I mean, he coughs and money comes out of his esophagus, yet he can't hang on to a coach. What happened to Oregon because in me, you know, I grew up in the, you know, mid 2000s as a kid, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to say I grew up in I'm a 90s baby, but grew up in the 2000s. The Chip Kelly Oregon team. Oregon was a destination program. And right now it's like are they like a they're, they're being treated like a group of 5 program the way well, guys are leaving there. Yet still winning. Because the resources winning. are so good and they still recruit cuz the brand is strong. I think Chip Kelly's going back. Yeah. I think he's leaving UCLA and going back. It would be a smart move. I think it would be as well. Uh, it was Manny Diaz treated unfairly by Miami. 888-760-3776. Let's head to Jupiter. That's where we find Scott. What's going on, Scott? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. What's going on, brother? Um, as far as Manny goes, no. In answer to your question, I don't think he was mistreated. Um and to piggyback on the last caller's comments, I think, if anything, if I were a young man, I'd be ecstatic to find <laughs> out that Cristobal's coming to Miami as opposed to Diaz. Um, my curiosity, and I just want to get your guys' mm-hmm. thoughts, and then I'll hang up and listen, is what happened to Lane Kiffin? Because all I heard nationally was he was going to be the guy, and it seems like that never came to fruition, yeah. obviously. The, so and, just and, curious what uh, happened. Appreciate the call, and... It, Here's what happened. Lane Kiffin coaches in the SEC West. Like I said so many times here, when that rumor started to pop up, go get Lane, go get Lane, Lane trained to Miami. There was no damn reason for Lane Kiffin to leave the SEC West and to leave the opportunity to beat Saban every single year to come to Miami because Ole Miss would have been able to match anything that Miami put out there, and Lane Kiffin yesterday got a contract extension right around seven, seven and a half million dollars a year, and Lane can still go head to head with Saban every single year. I told you because I spent three years around him that Lane Kiffin and his desire to beat Saban, his desire to get the better of Saban, that's a dream job. No matter where he is in the SEC West, it would be a dream job because he could go head to head with Saban every single year. There was nothing Miami was going to provide Lane Kiffin. Oh, but he has a home down here in Boca still. Doesn't matter. He comes to his house in Boca every summer, every offseason. It's still there. It's not going anywhere. He gets to face Saban every year, and Ole Miss can pay up whatever Miami was going to pay up. Simple as that. That's why that went away. Which one is a better job, though? Just objectively, which one has more growth potential? Which one is a better job, Miami or Ole Miss? And You see how I said it like that? Um, leading question. But here's the problem is anytime you talk Miami, we are we're programmed to think Miami because of location. Location doesn't matter. Location does not matter. 
backyard, recruits in your backyard, that doesn't matter anymore because every school in the country comes to Florida to get kids. It's impossible to keep kids home. Yeah. So it's one thing to like your location geographically. It doesn't mean you're going to keep kids home because every other school is down here. Okay? That's a myth. You keep hearing it, and I've heard it today. You even heard it when in the opening segment we had Joey Galloway discussing, oh, recruits in the backyard. Florida hasn't done a good job keeping them in there. Florida State hasn't done a good job of keeping them in there. Miami hasn't done a good job of keeping them in there because it's impossible. That's a myth that you can keep these kids home because every school has access to them now. This isn't 1983 Howard Schnellenberger, the uh, state of Miami. That doesn't exist any longer. Yeah. So when you say what's better, Miami or Ole Miss, you're talking about the pure competitiveness of a coach now. Do you want to beat the best and give yourself the best opportunity to go to the college football playoff? Because that exists in the SEC. In the ACC, you ain't losing a game and getting a shot to go to the college football playoff. In the SEC, as we've seen, with two one-loss teams in the college football playoff this time around, that's your best ticket. I would argue, and I understand what you're saying, it's the best ticket if you're able to get through Alabama, but I would just argue that it's. I don't see a world in which, and as much as we love Lane Kiffin here, and as much as he's our home guy because of FAU, and he's a great coach, great offensive mind, I just don't see a world in which he's the one that's going to uproot, like, Nick Saban in his own. You saw what Kirby Kirby Smart had it made this year. He thought it was all said and done. He had the defense. They had been killing teams all year. This was the year they were favored by, what, six and a half mm-hmm. points in the SEC championship game. Kirby Smart built a juggernaut at UGA, which is a lot easier to do than at Ole Miss. And then he goes up against Nick Saban in the SEC championship game, and look where we are now. Yeah. It just it, – it, it looks like it's a big stone wall, and I, I get it. If Lane Kippen's that competitive, then great. Keep beating your head against that stone wall. But Nick Saban ain't going nowhere, and nor, nor is Alabama or Georgia or Florida. Like The path to the college football playoff for Ole Miss is harder than the one for Miami, in my opinion. Yeah, but I also think that from a coaching standpoint, if, you are, if you're backing out of a fight with Saban to go somewhere with an easier path, do you really want that coach? Because that's a loser mentality. Is it? Yes, it absolutely is. It's uh, a loser mentality. It isn't necessarily a loser mentality because I, I would also say the lifestyle, you know, being able to get out here to Miami, um, it's probably a little better as well. Maybe it's just a lifestyle. Maybe he can paint the picture and change the PR. I'm not running from Saban. I'm, I'm going to live in the South Florida sun again. Lane Kiffin would tell you Ole Miss is a better job than Miami. Wow. And we can sit here and talk about all the money right now, all the money and Miami's ponying up, but they still don't have even close to middle-of-the-road facilities in the ACC. I mean, Ole Miss is a better job because they have the resources, they have the facilities, they will continue to do so. And again, from a if you want to get into the playoff, if you lose one game at Miami, chances are you're done. That's not happening. You're not going to the playoff. You lose a game at Ole Miss, there's some time to get back on the horse. You're right. It's the path there. At least you know if you you can you have more of a chance to lose a yeah. game. But I would say maybe that's more of a loser's mentality because if you go to Miami, you plan on running the table. You plan on going perfect, 13, 14 and 0, winning the ACC championship, and you get right in. You're saying that he could be at Ole Miss and lose. That's a loser mentality. I think kid. it's funny hearing a Miami fan <laughs> talk about how easy the <laughs> ACC is when they've been to Charlotte once in their ACC and history stumped. and got stumped <laughs> in that game. So, Theo, like, I get what you're saying, yeah. but pump the brakes on a Miami fan saying, oh, the ACC <laughs> is so simple as Pitt and Wake Forest are playing for an ACC championship. I forgot about that. That's <laughs> <laughs>